theater, you're imagining the audience is naked. It's the opposite. It's just the opposite. <laughs> and I'm just trying not to get a boner. Like. <laughs> <laughs> There's a comedy coming out. I know you're going to dig this. You are a cover-up artist and you are a liar. But not a snitch. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for our show. Booze and banter. Dissecting the top controversial and pivotal issues of today's world. And here's your host, All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Booze and Banter. My name is Pete. And I'm Sarah. And we are back for our second episode. And Sarah, I was so proud of our other, uh, in the comments that we had throughout our nine different podcasts. We go out there, nine different ones. Mm-hmm. I couldn't remember them all. Uh, the big one is- The platforms, right? The yeah. platforms that we, that we broadcast on. Our big one is iTunes. So if you just go to iTunes, our listeners, if you're listening on Spotify and you just, and you had that iPhone, you just go to the nice little star there, hit Booze and Banter, and you You'll, you'll uh, hit them all. Right, just subscribe. I had to show a couple people today. They got the link and they didn't understand how to how to how to run it. But anyway, I don't even our comments. Go ahead, t- tell us a little about some of those comments that we had. On- oh, we had wonderful comments. Uh, I remember one on iTunes said, uh, uh, "Sarah and Pete, what a fantastic duo! Intelligent, funny uh, conversation. I want to be your friend." And hey, I guess what? Friend. We want to be your friend too. Yeah, <laughs> just leave your name next time. Yeah. We'll tell you what next time that we're going. Yeah. So I'm excited about this podcast. We're gonna be talking about politically correct or incorrect or both right. of them political correctness and, and we have a guest star whatever you want to say a guest host yeah guest, we actually have a we have a guest speaker this this episode and who better to speak about political correctness than a comedian she she is funny she is funny but uh, we'll get to her in a little bit so let's start right off politically correctness sure well where first, do you want to begin with it well <laughs> there's so many places you want to go first of all what is political correctness well you know, there's a lot of references to that in today's society, just because we hear the PC police PC. and stuff like that. Uh, Donald Trump references that a lot. Uh, being politically correct is just saying things in a way that does not offend others. And the problem with that is everyone's offended. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Number one thing, not to offend a group, a group, a single person. Mm-hmm. And I get it. A lot of it is, well, right, right. now in today's, we're, we're going crazy with it now. A little bit. I mean, there's obvious, there's obvious ones. It's like, well, obviously you can't say that. That's offensive to this whole demographic. And then there's some things where it's, you know, maybe it's a learning experience. We didn't know it was offensive because things are new to us. You know, even within my generation, cisgender is a thing, you know, people who don't identify as either gender and they have they and them pronouns. And I might slip up and say the wrong pronoun. And that doesn't mean I'm trying to be offensive. I'm not trying to be politically incorrect. I just don't. This is new to me. It's a learning moment. So would you say that more of it's on the left than the right? I feel like the off the, the people who get offended more tend to be more liberal, yes. And I don't always think it's a happy thing. Okay, so we agree that, you know, someone that is physically challenged, okay, right. I agree with it. That's great, okay? Right. But but then it goes further. I mean, you went mm-hmm. into the sexist, you know? Yeah. I was born a male. Right. But don't call me male. And that's fine. And, you know, call I'll call you other. whatever you want me to call you, but don't get mad if I slip up. You know, this is new. Like I said, this is new to a lot of people. We're not trying to be offensive. I think people are so quick to label people bigots or um, what have you just because they're not informed and they don't know any better, you know? 
Right, it's easy, and it's easier to, to you know, I, a lot of my friends that are on the left, they don't want to debate with me. I would love to sit down with a lot of them and say, hey, let's talk this out. Let's let's right. sit down. I think I'm the closest thing you have. To you the you are you, absolutely you are, and that's why you're. That's you, yeah. I, I should it should have been. Uh, we tried to go for a Hannity and Combs. It didn't work out because right. Sarah's have, so close though to <laughs> to my views. And, right, I have both views, so views on both ends of and, the and spectrum. I, and you know what though, by knowing you and knowing you know, your views, I get to understand you your views. Yeah. I understand that. I say, okay, Sarah, I buy that. I cool. will buy that. Yeah, yeah but, you just have a dialogue. You explain why you think a certain way. But that's one of the things that's missing in today's country now is, is the dialogue, the right. communication. They don't want it. And, You're and just I, offended right I, off the bat. And, and, and I think they want to label you and, instead of hearing your apology and saying, okay, I didn't know. Uh, older generations are probably the first to make that. Oh, absolutely. They make that mistake. Absolutely. That mistake. I mean, of course, there's people out there with malintent. They have malicious intent and they are saying things that are offensive and whatever, but there's also people who just don't know that they're saying something offensive. I mean, there's stuff just a couple decades ago that was acceptable vernacular in our everyday vernacular, and today, if you say that, man, you are you know, SOL. I'll give you an example. We're going to have a guest speaker, hopefully the next time, Black Lives Matter. Yeah. Okay. And he said, Pete, don't call me African American. Mm-hmm. He said, I was not from Africa. You know, I'm black American. Right. You know, are you Irish American? Oh, yeah, I'm very proud of my heritage. And that's great to be proud of your sure. heritage. But that's just the way he goes. But sometimes me being to the right that I am, I, I don't understand if I'm offending somebody. I don't. Okay? Right. And if you explain it and sit down and instead of throwing rocks at me and, <laughs> and and say, well, you voted for this man, so therefore you're racist, you're homophobic, you're Right. You're Things racist, are ever evolving, you know. I see them as learning experiences as opposed to as a moment to attack somebody. Hey, you're a bigot. Hey, you're a racist. Hey, you're a white privileged man. Hey, you're a sexist, you know, because of things they may have said out of ignorance. Ignorance does not right. mean stupid always. It just means they don't know any better. Right. And, and then... The other aspect to it, and I will say this, okay, this is my beliefs too. I think sometimes people in different groups try to victimize themselves. You know, they want right. to play the victim. They want to be that victim. Yeah. You know, and, and, and they like that victim. And it takes away from the instances where people really truly are victims because of those things. You know, is racism real? Absolutely. Is sexism real? Absolutely. Sexism is real. I can tell you that as a woman, but I don't play into it every time it's handed to me to play into it. Well, today, I'm not saying everyone, uh, I've got a few people will mention tonight, man, some of my heroes, Candace Owens, my, my twin brothers that I love out there. Uh-huh. Um, well, I'm, I'm getting on my right side again. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll go back to Donald Trump. I love what he said. You know, hey, he is, like my brother would say, an unmade bet. He really is. He's not politically correct. He, Definitely. But he doesn't care. He's even said it. He said it on his first debate mm-hmm. when he said about Rosie. He said, hey, listen, right. get rid of that political nonsense. You know, I'm going to tell you straight to you, you know. Yeah. If I mess up, I'll apologize, okay? If I mess up, but hey, let's not play this game. Let's get things done, and I think that's. And, and I, I agree to that to an extent. I think the thing that our president, you support our president no matter who he is. You don't want the ship to sink. You know, you want the whole thing to be successful. So of course, I support our president. Now, in the same token, the thing that does irritate me the most about him is how politically incorrect he is. And I understand, like I said, sometimes you don't know better when you're presented with the facts that this is not okay, but then you're unapologetically still doing it. <laughs> you know what I mean? It, there's, there comes well, a time where you have my to brother say, Sean's got a great story, and I think I told you that story. And I will mess it up bad. Mm-hmm. And he gave.
give you the story is you're in your house and you got to get rid of this raccoon or this possum that's under and your wife's been on you all week to get rid of this possum so you called the best exterminator the guy's got the uniforms got the hat you know and said raccoon get ready red or whatever I'll be over there I'll do it I'll do it I'll do it mm-hmm. nothing gets done right then you got the guy over there in Pig's Knuckle Missouri you know he's got the plumber's butt you know he looks like an unmade bed I love that unmade mm-hmm. bed uh, Probably cheats on his wife. He probably, you know, has it. But he gets the job done. I'll get that coo- I'll get that raccoon out of there. I'll get it out there. And he gets it done. He gets yeah. it done. And, and that's my that's my uh, so that's my Donald Trump is, question. Is what's more important? Absolutely. Getting the what job is, done. There's that word again. Absolutely. Offending people. Right. <laughs> do, we, do we want a president? I know we kind of switch gears though, but, mm-hmm. but it has to do because let's I mean, let's face big. it. Every tweet, and I love that he tweets, and, and, and this is why I love it because it's not hearsay. It's coming right from the man's mouth. Right now. A lot of times that those words are twisted. Mm-hmm. Those words are twisted. And sometimes he screws up, and I laugh about it. Right. Sometimes he says really, really dumb things. And, and then sometimes and, and you it's know, taken out of context. Yes. Well, it, uh, most of the time it's both. Yeah. It's taken out of context. And he says, he says and they, they st- monopolize on it. Yeah. You know, uh, a speechwriter wasn't there. Because he writes, if you ever looked at the time, mm-hmm. he'll write these things at four in the morning. Yeah. I don't think the man sleeps. And, you know, he doesn't go back to San Francisco or wherever he's from. Okay, I did the Nancy Pelosi. Okay. <laughs> I, or he doesn't hide in a basement. Right. He's there. He, you know what? Since this whole COVID thing, he's been in D.C. area. He, yeah. He's not. You go, hey, we, we've got something going on. So that's what we're going to be talking about is politically correctness. We do have a guest star today. Uh, she's got a guest speaker that's going to talk a little bit about politically correctness in the, in the com- comedy yeah. world. And, and we yeah, know how that is. We kind of just want to ask her what, you know, how has political correctness or the lack thereof <laughs> or just the more policing of being politically correct, how has that affected the comedy world and how? does that affect us in our everyday life you know and so we got a special we got a special guest star today oh absolutely and now so, i'll let you she was a friend of yours from yes high school. we met in high school she does stand-up comedy she you know uh, started her comedy career down in tulsa oklahoma and uh, she's here to talk about political correctness with us and uh, her name is Lacey hunt Lacey, take it away well, I uh, moved to Tulsa, and I was a housewife. Didn't know anybody, so I started going to the comedy club once a week to watch the show. There was a flyer for a class. I took the class. Wait, wait, wait. And well, let's, let's stop there. <laughs> there was a flyer for a class, so there are classes for comedians. Yes. Um, I actually, it was just a little, I mean, it was a nice-looking flyer. It wasn't just like a ratchet piece of paper on my car windshield. Like, oh, my was, gosh. <laughs> yours, your career started out with a flyer on a windshield. No, no, no. It was it was laminated. Oh, so <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, so it was a high class. It was like a postcard style, like shape. Uh, but no, it was on the table at the club. And it was that the club offers classes. It's a 10 week course. And they show you, they teach you how to like hold the mic, how to walk on the stage, like those simple things that you don't think about. And then how to construct a joke and what's funny and what's not. And the teachers. Did you learn a lot mind. from that class? I actually really did. Um, the manager of the club was listening to me during class. And before I had, at the end of the class, at the end of the 10 weeks, you get to do a showcase at the comedy club. And it, there was 225 people my first show. Are you kidding me? Yeah. Um, but it's all like family and friends of the other people taking the class. Right. And your family and friends. So they're very generous crowd. The uh, easiest so, crowd you will so ever So everybody's have. laughing. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all laughing. So yeah. everybody was drunk at the time, right? Oh, of course. We kidding. don't let them in if they're not. <laughs> but no, um, before I ever even finished the class, the manager had talked to a guy who does promoting 
promoting and booking. And I was booked for two shows before I'd ever even done my first show. Get out of here. That is so amazing. Yeah, that is uh, amazing. I went too high too soon and then I plummeted. <laughs> so I guess my question is in the class, they teach you, hey, this is off limits. Don't talk about this in your stand up. This yeah, is that's, that's... not politically correct. Is that a thing in comedy? Yeah, no. <laughs> is that a thing? <laughs> yeah, no, we can't say anything. Honestly, it was my my instructor, my teacher was like, he's old school Republican and like get back in the kitchen style guy. Oh, okay. So. Wait a minute. I'm old school. I'm not back in the kitchen. Actually, I'm in the kitchen. That remains to be seen. Okay. All right. <laughs> but uh, I, I'm talking like wear suspenders and like, so he, he was like the more like clean, cleaner I was trying to be. He would be like, absolutely not. That's not you. He was like, that's not what you would Want say. Want you to vulgar it up. So when I started in the scene, like I had the opposite encouragement than being politically correct. Wow. Because he was like, no, no, you as because I was a housewife at the time, and so he was like, yeah, no, talk shit on housewives. They need to be there. Oh wow. It, like, wow. So that's... It wasn't until I talked to comedians outside of that they were like, yeah, no, you can't say that. So and you, that's like, you heard that more from the. Com- the comedian circles hey these are things you can't touch these are things you can't say initially because I hadn't really done shows and so when I would when I ventured outside of my family and friends watching me to where there was actual like people like that's real people citizens you know those who pay taxes not my friends um, <laughs> I've always paid my taxes <laughs> Oh my gosh, she's really already not that good of friends. <laughs> no, she's I'm already but, um, started. No, um, but uh, they were like, "Hey, you know, if you do this venue, like, you can't use that joke." The the owner of the venue has a sister married to a guy who has three cousins that walk that way. Like, <laughs> like I don't know. My question to you is, what in your mind said I could do this? We've all had aspirations in our life. Uh, I'd love to be on the radio, I, but but what said I'm going to do this? I'm going to step outside the box and I'm going to go 200 some odd people. It all had started. Years prior to this, before my youngest son was even conceived, and he's 10 now, so six years ago, six years prior to starting comedy, I mean, my daughter was hanging on to a cat and she was like squeezing it, and the cat was trying to fight, and then it just gave up and played dead. And I was like, did it just lose one of its lives, or is it pretending? And then I like, I went, I went in about how like cats have nine lives because children exist, like they take at least seven of them, and the other two is because they're running away and got hit by a car and this was uh, this was goes on in a mind then, uh, of a comedian somebody was like dude that's funny like if you cleaned that up that would be a good okay, joke Lacey and so uh, I was like I'm gonna start right Lacey jokes. I'm gonna ask you this question okay so you were in high school in Nevada high school there was only 9,000 people in it or uh, 9,000 in this so you're talking about what 500 is that what we have about 500 uh, graduating students? class there was, there was like 170 well 170 but six, you know yeah. I'm talking about the whole class but yeah. 200 people at the most have you ever before that got up in front of an audience before this housewife dead uh, cat thing I, I did. that you did? I mean, I did theater. I I did like the high school okay. plays and stuff, but that is... So you were comfortable with getting out in front of people? <laughs> no, I thought I was comfortable until they were like, oh no, you're on the stage alone and it's everything that you wrote. So if you mess this up, it's not so, on anybody else but you. Right. Like this is 100% you. The first thing I was told when starting comedy was uh, doing stand-up comedy is getting on stage and taking your clothes off and saying judge. Wow. And so it's I was a, like, it's a vulnerable place. Yeah. I was immediately like, well, that's not what theater's like at all. <laughs> no, in theater, you're imagining the audience is naked. It's the opposite. It's just the opposite. <laughs> and I'm just trying not to get a boner. Like. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> There's a comedy coming out. So no, that, that's just the perv. <laughs> all so, right. Hey, we're going to take a little break and have a word from our sponsor. We'll be back with Booze and Banter. Tired of the wife always on you for not fixing that broken door, that outdated carpet, that bathroom that you promised months ago that was at the top of your honey-do list. Even the simple chore of power washing that multi-level 700 square foot deck. Well, your worries are over. Just a simple call to Impact Remodeling can make your life so much easier. This professional team, builders, contractors have many years of experience doing home construction and remodeling and a long list of projects that they are proud of. Serving the Nevada, Missouri and surrounding area. Give them a call for a free estimate at 417-684-0790. Impact Remodeling, that number again, 417-684-0790. Mention this podcast and get a 5% off on your next project. Find us on Facebook at Impact Model, N-E-B-M-O. So again, I'll go back on what Sarah said. In the 1980s, okay, I was a little bit older than you guys, not too much older than you guys. So when Delirious came out, it was the funniest comedian. But then this is George Carlin. Richard Pryor. Richard Pryor. So, you know, Dirty was funny. And he came out and said some, and I'm telling my son, who's 16 years old, I was like, you got to watch this guy. You know, G.I. Joe went across the water. You guys know what I'm talking about. (laughs) You guys are laughing. And, And so we started playing it, and he started saying some things that, were so inappropriate and it was almost embarrassing for my son that I even laughed back then. Because it's a, it's considered offensive now. It was very right. offensive and, and, well, politically incorrect to, to just say that. But, you know, comedians nowadays, someone will come out and say, hey, listen, I have that I could say anything I want to say because I'm a comedian. And so when I laugh about a housewife, because and, that, and that's another good point, you're a housewife so you can laugh. You could say, hey, this is the way we do it. But if you were to say something against, you know, another group of people and it would be offensive. Oh yeah, um, because like I can't ever say anything about a man because I'm a housewife. I don't know what it's like to work all day. So these topics are awful. I like I said I didn't know this at first. Uh, it wasn't until I went to like start making jokes about my husband at the time that people were like, yeah, no, you can't say that. You're a housewife. Right. And I I started getting like seriously. I had like I keep saying like I'm back in high school, guys. <laughs> like you can well, say no. anything you want. It's, it's my we'll, way of keeping me from stuttering <laughs> is to repeat a word. <laughs> You're not on stage right now, actually. Uh, no. Um, actually, you got but, three billion people listening <laughs> to you right now versus it wasn't, 200. It was. It was. It wasn't until my um, the comedians that were in the local scene that I really looked up to that I had watched um, and knew on a professional level and a personal level and how they manufactured their jokes when they started telling me they were like, "Hey, at this venue, like this is the working class man. He comes in." every day after work before he has to go home to his nagging housewife. Right. So so you so had, you may not want to unless, right. unless I was belittling the housewife. So what you're telling me is you had to do uh, speaking 101. You had to analyze your audience, right? Absolutely. And we do that every day with every everyday speech, right? Sarah and I were talking about politically correct and how crazy is gone. It, how And comedians are under fire more than anybody. There are some comedians out there that are making their millions and all of a sudden it's like... 
well, we don't like what you say. So that group of people are saying, we're going to boycott that person because what he said, even though it's out of fun and gesture, have you ever had that problem at all? I mean, um, honestly, like my toughest critics are the white women, white they, women. They really are. And I, and I'm well aware that other comics like talk about it and make jokes about it. But as a white woman with white women, it sucks so much more because they, uh, they don't want, they don't want to see their man laughing at another woman, period. And why is that you think? Uh, because it's intimidating. It makes them feel insecure and men are dogs. So they just assume they're going to be dogs. <laughs> right. They're not going to be favorable. So, so you had, so you had, you also, so you had the gender barrier that you had to go through actually. I uh, mean, you had to. In order Because there's to, things that men would say that could get away with that. But you being a female and like you said, going out to the clubs, you had, you know, I'm with my wife or my girlfriend right here and how dare her. And, and look what she's wearing. Exactly. And, they won't, and they won't laugh at your jokes just purely based on the fact that you're an attractive female. And well, I wouldn't say attractive. <laughs> she's I very would. attractive. She's a beautiful girl. She's very woman, attractive. Woman, woman, woman. Sorry. <laughs> I corrected myself. That was not politically correct. <laughs> I wear right? a lot of homemade filters. <laughs> was that a joke? No. <laughs> that wasn't. It's that just was, makeup. That was real life. But no, I learned very early on that if I didn't want to be ridiculed about, if I didn't want the crowd to be like, you can't say that. You're making us look like sluts. You're making a, you're making housewives look like they're drunks. You're making housewives this. So you had You're that- making women this. And so I, I learned at the very beginning that the first thing that comes out of my mouth when I get on stage, like when I introduce myself, I have to immediately insult myself. Insult yourself. I have to be demeaning. You so said that, that the they other see night. Me be- they have to see me as somebody that they're better than. Not every woman. But but, but also be, but, but, but being a woman. a good whim- deal of them. But I will say this though. You do have the past because you are a woman. Okay. So you, you can do that. You've lived the life. And that's like. Can you so imagine many- a man going on stage and belittling women to that degree? I mean, as much as she has to do for herself just to get the respect of the women in the crowd. I mean, can you that's a ticket a ma- I would buy. Can you imagine a, no, well, can you imagine a male comedian doing that? It wouldn't be okay. It wouldn't be politically correct. It would be offensive. All the women there would be pissed. It would be pissed. So this is kind of a, I know where I'm throwing this out there and we got a comedian out here and she's very talented. So if you got where I'm going with this, Sarah and I talked about the history of political correctness. Who are the people? Who are who, who are making these rules up? Who's the end all be all about these rules? Right. right. And they change. They change so much. They change daily. One day something's okay to say. The next day, hey, guess what? I'm offended. Lacey, we were talking about the president <laughs> of the United States. I have no idea how you voted or how you feel about anything in your political. That man is under a microscope every day from his tweet to... Well, I mean, regardless of the man or the woman, whoever is in that position ever, they're always under a microscope. Absolutely. From the other party, especially. But when you get one that's an office that maybe says some crazy stuff off the cuff, yeah, I mean... Dude, okay, so I really don't make jokes about the president or anything, but only... And I'm not a political person. I... I'm really not. All I know is that for for cheering for your president to fail is cheering for the pilot to crash the plane I, that you're on. Like, why would wait, you do that? Wait, 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 like, wait, wait, wait. Like, can I can I interrupt you right now? Can you just say that one more time? I, I just love the way she said that. Listen to this, listeners. Cheering for your president to fail is like cheering for your pilot to crash the plane that you're on. Amen. Awesome. We are Statement. all on the same boat. Like, if he fails, we fail. Like, I don't care. I will cheer for an Oompa Loompa. One, they have great. <laughs> 
great songs that I can sing along to. Absolutely. And there's probably candy involved and something inappropriate at some point. Where did you get this But girl? I don't want him to fail. <laughs> Why would you want your president to fail? I don't care. You don't have to like them. You don't have to uh, agree with everything they say. But at the end of the day, that's your president of your country. You should want them to The to greatest succeed. country in the world. And the I greatest country. And I feel like sometimes this political correctness is used to demean the sitting president and say, look, he doesn't care about this group of people because he said this. Well, maybe he didn't mean it that way, but the words were twisted. The spin, the spin, the media. So I go to, and and actually that was my point. I think a lot of our political correctness comes from our media. The media is out there. No, serious. I know Sarah's in the newspaper business, but (laughs) it's serious. That that is where... The mainstream media definitely has uh, a play in it. They, you know, there's the Clinton News Network, CNN. Clinton, I love it. And then there's Fox News, who is, you know, Trump's number one fan. So you got both extremes, and you're just trying to find someone in the middle, honestly. And it, they're both going to bash each other. They're both going to tear each other down. C- CNN's going to find things that make Trump look like an idiot. Uh, Fox News is going to say that they're all pushing an agenda. It, it goes both ways. It's it's never ending. And the mainstream media really takes it to town. Okay, social media is just, podcasts are just as bad. Um, I was on a podcast. Whoa, where- edit this out. Yes, we were, this <laughs> no, will never air the- at all, whatever she said. I, I was on a podcast. I was one of the co-hosts of this podcast. And because I was born on Pearl Harbor Day and my daughter's name is Arian. You know, whatever. She said Arian <laughs> like the uh, group of people that Hitler wanted to nope. promote. Okay, and go. Like the uneducated <laughs> country girl from Nevada. That would be Pearl Harbor Day, <laughs> December 7th. Yes, that is my birthday. Okay, I know. Anyways. Um, I was just helping like, out our listeners. Uh, we don't care about your knowledge. We're moving on to what I'm saying. <laughs> um, <laughs> but no, um, so they every time like something would be, we would be discussing um, injustice uh, or wrongful accusing, same thing, synonyms. Oh, anyways, they they would always be like, well, we know, Lacey, you don't have to say anything. We know you think the Jews did it. And they said it all the time. And one day I was like, I got really irritated. And I was like, never in my life have I ever said the Jews did it. Right. But because we were recording and no one else was talking, they made a clip of it. So to this day, they will all the time be like, oh, we know how Lacey feels. The Jews did it. Yeah, they and they, I'm they like, got that sound bite of her saying, I never said this. Said right. it, that was your that's, mistake. That's like one. my girl. Don't say shit on here. Dude, you must replay over and over. Soon, that's, as soon you as know, I said it, I just dropped my head and I was like. They do that all the time. My, my girl, like Candace that. Owens, man. I love the girl. And, and yeah. they will cut clips up and, and try to make her sound like. It's manipulation. They manipulate it to, to suit their agenda. And it doesn't matter what political party you belong to. They both do it. Let's be honest. And they will they will manipulate it to suit their agenda. They will make you look like the most un-PC piece of crap on earth just to make you look bad. Period. See, and that's why they, like you can be a, dem- a Democrat or a Republican and still be like, hey, you know what? Actually, the whole point of things should be to see the perspective. That's what I love about comedy is because we take things where everything sees something like, man, this time period sucks. We're like, yeah, but I mean, if you think about it like this, it's kind of funny. Like it's it's all about perspective. And if you're if you are going to be a good leader, then 
you should be able to be a Republican and be like, these are my beliefs, but I see where you're coming from on this subject. I never thought about it that way. Let's talk. And we don't talk anymore. We just want to yell and be like, nope, you're wrong. Oh, that was that was great, Lacey. That was great. Thank Lacey you Joel. for joining us. That's awesome. That was awesome, Lacey. She had a lot. That girl is talented. I we really didn't get a chance to talk to her where she's appearing now. She said she kind of lost it a little bit. She kind of got out of yeah, it. Yeah, that's a not her bit. main career right now. But uh, my God, she's it, just have a conversation with her in person. She's funny all the time, and uh, seldom politically correct. <laughs> seldom politically correct. I love the way she did her housewife routine. Oh I mean, yeah. It's just just something, so. I really feel like, you know, that's how comedy should be. It's unapologetic sometimes, you know? Right. That's just my two cents. All right, so next week we're going to be, I think we're going to be back here. Is that where, what's our schedule looking like next week? Uh, You know, our next podcast, it's still up in the air right now. We might be back at the Eagles. We might be at Sharky's. It depends. Um, We're going to have a great podcast. We have a great guest. I can't wait. Right, and and our number one thing, too, is, is, ladies and gentlemen, we do our podcast, but we're also, our big thing is, and we did it for episode one is to the businesses promote your business all right we're gonna wrap it up we had a great time and sarah i had a great time as usual i cannot i I just cannot contain myself because the subjects and the people that are gonna come on here i keep talking about sean quinlan we had a great conversation with him this weekend Mm -hmm. and he said i'm gonna try to make it down because we want you live if if not if we have to do a a cast from where you're at i know phil quinlan would help us out uh he's from scottville michigan ludington area I'm sorry. And we could, we had the technology. We could do that. But we'd love to have you in person. So Sean's only about three hours away from us, a little over three hours. And hopefully we can bring him down because he's got a lot to offer. Uh, so if you want to get on a podcast, you have something you want to talk about, a business. So we're help, in this COVID time, we're, we're trying to help out our local businesses and actually businesses around everywhere. So, Pete, what would be your final thoughts on political correctness? And I'll give you mine after yours. Um, I think it's gone overboard. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like our unmade bed president. I really do. Sorry, yeah. Sean. I took. He's still trying to find his parking spot, but he's like getting things done. You know, yeah. it's like you know. You said it earlier. You hit it the nail right on the head when you said, "What would you rather have? Do you want a president that looks the part, smells the part, <laughs> represents the part, mm-hmm. or or a president that gets things Who done or, or does or gets it done?" And politically correctness is it necessary? Absolutely, it is. Yeah, to an extent. Absolutely. To an extent, but you know, the left, and I don't want to go there. Political with us. <laughs> You shouldn't time. go there because I'll probably play devil's advocate. You'll play devil's advocate. But you know what? What <laughs> so about you? My final thoughts are, you know, like I said earlier, it's a learning moment. Not everyone is a, a bigot. Not everyone's saying things to be malicious. They just don't know better. Throwing that back to your antidote. You know, yeah, Donald Trump, he's an unmade bed. He kills the fucking raccoons, right? There's another beep. <laughs> You're listening to Booze and Banter. My name is Pete. And I'm Sarah. We'll see you next week.